And once again, we say welcome aboard. It's good to be with you at this time. Brother Munns speaking. Our program here called A Fisherman's Five-Minute Look at the Book. Joshua, yesterday, Joshua chapter 2, a final little story here. We find that the children of Israel finally now leaving that old Sinai Peninsula that Abraham, uh, what, uh, uh, we think about uh, the desert air, that Arabian desert, and boy, I seen some of that desert not too long ago. What a horrible place to have to live for 40 years. Anyway, Moses has died. Joshua's at the helm. They're fixing to go into the land of Canaan, the land that God promised the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And as they go into the land, what they do, they send out spies. All right, a couple of spies cross over Jordan. They go into the big city of Jericho. And there they are protected and befriended by a woman by the name of Rahab. And Rahab said something like this to these men. She said, oh, she said, we heard. In fact, it's Joshua 2.10. We heard how the Lord dried up the waters of the Red Sea. And it said, as soon as we had heard these things, our hearts did melt. Neither did there remain any more courage in any man. Just thinking about you folk coming this way scared us to death. The enemies of God was afraid of the nation of Israel as they began to come into this land. Put the fear of God. Put the fear of God in them. All right? Now, what are we doing? We're sort of bringing this over into the New Testament. All right? We think about this nation represented the very power of God. Uh, as far as the New Testament is concerned, when I read the New Testament here, especially in the hand of the Apostle Paul, I find a man that went about establishing all over Asia Minor uh, Bible-believing churches. As far as these churches is concerned, they represented the very power of God. So what am I saying? I'm saying the local church, the local Bible-believing, Bible-preaching church in a community, sometimes there's more than one, it should put the fear of God before people. Uh, nowadays, it almost does the opposite. You know, sometimes all our church is known for is a beautiful facility. Does that put the fear of God before people? Sometimes the church is known for its fabulous pastor that's there. Our pastor is Dr. Such and Such, and praise the Lord for good men of God and pastors, you know. But is that going to put the fear of God before people? You know, what are people telling? I believe this again. Now, this is what I'm trying to say. I believe the local Bible-believing, Bible-preaching church that's in town today, that's in different towns, across, we think about the world. Our program is being heard even around the world. These kind of churches should put the fear of God before people. And it should be said by those in the community, we heard about that church, and our hearts did melt. Neither there remained any more courage in men. Now, that's, that, that, that's, that's what we want. We want the fear of God before people. My friend, that's what's wrong with the world. There's no fear of God before their eyes. What are church people telling? Why are churches not putting the fear of God before the lost people in the community? Sometimes the people that go to the church is telling the wrong thing. I've had people enter the church here, located here in the port of Bon Secours, Alabama, and they would, uh, sort of its membership or those who visit, they say, wow, they are strict down there. In fact, boy, they preach hard against sin. Well, let me ask you something. Is that going to produce the fear of God before people? That's not what people should be hearing. The church is just too strict. Others said this. The only thing that church is interested in is money. From the start of the service until the end, they're constantly talking about money. They're needing money for this and money for that. You know, it just seems like the church is just some money-grabbing organization. Is that going to produce the fear of God before anybody at all? I don't think so. I've had people say something like this about the church here in Bon Secours. They try to cram their beliefs down your throat. 
We don't do that. We just preach and teach the Word of God. We do it like ladies and gentlemen, by the way, not cram something down somebody's throat. They'll say they, they have little booklets called their statement of faith, their list of beliefs. And, uh, you know, if you consider joining that church, you know, you have to embrace this. And they make you memorize all these things. No, no, that, that, that is not. That's not, that's not going to produce the fear of God before folk. What's going to do that? The rest of this week, I'm going to talk about this. As far as, as far as a local church, this is what people should hear. Hey, down at that place, oh, there's been some people's lives who have been transformed. There have been Christian people that have gone to that place. Now it's, it's kind of like they're preachers. The believers are growing. Broken homes are mended there. There's joy in the camp. Now that will produce the fear of God. Local churches represent the power of God. May that power produce fear among unbelievers. Now until tomorrow, Fisher Mund saying goodbye.